minus 50 seconds. T minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. minus 20 seconds. Own it, own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Happy Friday, y'all. Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Welcome to WWT Live. We're going to be talking about Soraya, Zelina Vega, and the uh, Vince McMahon documentary. So, so much going on. I am not alone. Kay McCoy is in the building. How are you doing? Oh man, it's happy Friday. It's going to be a very exciting weekend of professional wrestling. We got live rampage tonight. We'll mm -hmm. see what match was already announced that will not happen if any additional matches are going to happen tonight. Uh, we got Bound for Glory tonight. We got SmackDown. We got Extreme Rules this weekend. So it's a great weekend of professional wrestling. As a matter of fact, it's extending beyond professional wrestling as in other sports, there's teammates landing SmackDown on each other as well, and we'll get into that later, right here on WWT Live. But first, <laughs> off the top rope. So, what do we have coming up first? Yes, indeed, TK. Let's go off the top rope, and it's a possibility and actuality that we'll be seeing somebody who we thought we'll never see go off the top rope again. Go off the top rope. A couple weeks ago, the newly named Soraya, formerly known as Paige, turned to Paige on a new chapter on her professional career and made her debut at AEW Grand Slam. She came out. Everybody's like, oh, my God. It was a surprise. No one saw it coming except us here. On Women's <laughs> Wrestling Talk Live. We told you, suckers. We told you that when we saw the beef between Soraya's brothers back over there in England with her referee and trying to figure out what she get physical or not, she's getting very in close proximity of professional wrestling. And we spoke about how Soraya, like many WWE wrestlers, was only really 
WWE retired, aka Vince doesn't want anybody dying in his ring. Okay, we're not gonna have or getting injured in his ring. So with that, we said will be the matter of time. Soraya hasn't wrestled since December of 2017. She hasn't stepped foot in the ring, been physical. Well, we got our answer as Uncle Dave Dave Messer reported that All Elite Wrestling's doctor, Dr. Michael Sampson, has officially cleared Soraya to wrestle in the promotion, which is like why else will she be signed to the company? She's not on the downside of her career like Big Show was when he signed. We knew we were really going to see Big Show nor Mark right. Henry in the ring. She's in her prime. She's not even 30 yet or just hitting 30. So she has a lot of time. She's rested. She's had multiple surgeries. Time to heal. You know, with these surgeries, you confuse any and everything now. So looks like we're going to be seeing Soraya versus Britt Baker after all. And we kind of saw the hat tip with Britt Baker doing a promo on Wednesday night's Dynamite being like, Soraya has not been medically cleared. It was kind of weird, choppy, and unnecessary because I thought Britt Baker, even though you're a doctor, you're like a teeth doctor, not an actual body doctor. So who are you not to clear wow, people? But okay, wow. I get it. But uh, we kind of saw that. And then we saw Soraya uh, get physical with Britt Baker. They had like a little t- tussle. Again, we need to have somebody to teach these people how to throw punches. Because, oh, my God, the punches were very weak. AEW needs a class for promos and how to have a massive clear brawl. Like, because these punches, you know, we, we got to do a little better with this. But looks like Soraya will be wrestling for AEW, uh, which will be a very, very big boost. You know, she is the revolution. You know, she's the revolution. So, she's the bring it here. So, yeah, there we go. Shout out to, K- uh, shout out to Casey and Santana in the chat. And Santana has a really good point. Like, I don't know uh, she's actually ready to be in the ring. And it, and it does, you know, I we do, and you did mention it, how WWE, they it takes them a long time to clear. And if they clear anybody to be in the ring. And I don't think it's um, such a bad thing for Vince to say, I don't want anybody dying in my ring because of, you know, past issues that they've had. So for another promotion to go and clear her, um, is there, you know, what, what, what is that? And of course, I mean, I, I know you don't have the answer. Nobody has the answer, but the, the two doctors involved, which is the doctors for WWE and the doctors. And Sway. And, and Sway. And, and, Sway got the answers. And yes. Sway got the answers. So it's just kind of like, you, uh, you know, the safety is always the biggest concern. And, you know, when we're talking about being in the ring, are we talking about, you know, like a full on she's doing everything or is it more of, because of her past in- injuries, we're going to see a limited version of Surya. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. And I also hope another thing that Santana said, the women wrestlers on AEW are not the safest. I mean, we do have people having broken noses and all this other stuff. So one, making sure that she's safe, but as referencing the broken nose to Ruby, Ruby Soho, I mean, she didn't have the greatest run. And, you know, Surya definitely has a more... I don't know, cachet than Ruby Soho. No, no shade, it just is. But it, it, is Tony Khan going to do her justice? Or is it one of those things where it's like, oh, well, here she is. There she is. There she goes. So what do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's one of those things that we're going to see a limited version. I think that we're not going to see a 30-minute bleed tax deadly match i think they're going to slowly get her in i think the first time we actually see soraya wrestle will be in a tag team match 
I think she's going to team with, you know, Athena or anybody she's been with to take on Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter or Rebel of some sort. They're going to slowly ease her back into it. And I don't think we're going to see Britt Soraya in 2022, per se, in a singles match. I think we're going to wait until maybe Revolution. I think okay. Revolution is usually the first pay-per-view of the year for AEW. So with Paige speaking about being the Revolution, I think it kind of makes sense to put her on there. But do you wait that long for the payoff? Or does AEW, which we know has zero patience and will pull the trigger immediately on something that part. a little bit too soon, will they do it for full gear, which is also coming up in November? So, uh, But we're not going to see her taking belly to back or brain busters or anything that really affects the neck. I, I doubt we actually see Paige take more than maybe two to three bumps if, if she actually does wrestle. Because again, if I'm looking at this, I watch the AEW Botches Twitter account. I'm sorry. I look at it. It's hilarious. It's goofy. They have the horrible notes playing heaven on the place called Earth. And I'm sorry, fam. Like, these people be landing on their necks, bro. Like, you see Ruby Soho just get tossed by Sammy Guevara. We get into him later. You see the situation, unfortunately, with the aforementioned Athena, where she tries to hold Jamie Hayter and have Britt Baker, I mean, I mean, hold Britt Baker and Athena, and she breaks Britt Baker's nose when she lands on her back and tries to fall away slam on Athena. And it's just like, you guys got to, like, know your know your 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 move set and know who you are and the, the number one rule in wrestling is to keep your opponent safe it needs to look actual factual look real but not actually hurt your opponent and we're seeing too many like legit injuries happening so i want to interview pages nick if pages nick can talk saraya's nick can talk like hey look how do you feel about this because <laughs> if her nick has seen some of this stuff I'm like you want to do what with whom you know what I'm saying? So I think Britt might be the safest worker in AEW, maybe, at the moment, who who can actually wrestle and, and be on a roster. So she but, learned from WWE, so maybe she could be the safest and kind of wrestle that safe style. But, I mean, even referencing Athena, I mean, she didn't have, as far as I know, and let me know in the chat and let me know Kane as well, she hasn't had crazy botches until AEW. So is this like a... a a mindset for AEW where they're pushing a little bit more because it's required or do you think um you know we don't necessarily know what happens in the performance center or how they how the wrestlers prepare week in week out what their training is like with each other is it different in AEW versus WWE like what what do you think the um because I don't think we we could call like Athena not safe but again if you're not in an environment where you know safety is everything um, I mean, it's live. I mean, you're dealing with live situations and, and, and whatnot. But uh, I think it just starts with the coaches. It starts top. It starts who is training these people, who are the agents, who who are going through the matches and saying, "You want to do what? No, we're going to take this out. We're going to take that out. You're not doing that. You're not. You know what I mean? There needs to be more. No, because it seems like if there are agents who are helping planning these matches. They just look at it and say, okay. And it's like, no, 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 no. You need to not do this. You need to not do that. Especially for Soraya, who's coming off of a, you, you know, life-threatening injury. Like, that could have changed mm -hmm. her quality of life with dealing with her neck. So, whomever she steps in the ring with, I hope the match is a very safe match. I think we're just clamoring to see her back in the ring. Because she kind of right. was, like, the start of what we see as far as, like, the women's revolution. So, she never really got to 
enjoy the fruits of her labor or reap the benefits from it. So now she has that chance. It's just unfortunately, you know, all I mean, the excitement for us seeing her is like, yay! But then it's like, but it is AEW. You know, we have seen a lot of situations with with the carelessness, if you will. So there's, I, I hope they really run through the match. I hope it's hella planned spots, and I hope it just keeps her safe, so it won't be like a one and done situation where she comes and gone. And again, you know, she obviously if she's cleared, you know, she she she, she she's been cleared, obviously, but not WWE cleared. And we saw this with Danielson. We saw this with Edge. We saw this with a lot of WWE wrestlers. There's certain levels to this to um to uh to uh get cleared so as soon as we saw her sign she's like yes yeah, she's not just here to be here she's gonna yeah. be in action and we're gonna get us some dream matches including the ones with Britt baker we we hope so so shout out to jd in the chat um referencing aew whether it's a push uh, or not governing aew as far as um them um i guess the right words policing safety and then casey saying i'd be more comfortable with uh this all if she got cleared by several doctors which we don't know like i'm i'm i don't think um let's get this i, I don't think aw is 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 like reckless i i feel like there are guidelines and governing bodies above aw especially when you're dealing with people that are doing such a like high performance activity that you have to get cleared so i don't think it's just one doctor and you know given the injury that Surya had i don't think she would just be like, okay, this one doctor says, okay, like, I, I feel like you want to keep yourself safe as, as much as possible. So I definitely think it, it should be more than one do doctor. I, and I, I think if Danielson is over there, which he is, he probably would, you know, also push for that as well. So, and let's um, also remember Soraya, she's British. They have universal health care. Should be I. Gosh, it doesn't quite work like that. But what's what? the next story? <laughs> <laughs> she, you know, she, 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 she you know, she, she'll be out here. Uh, next, uh, speaking of being all right out here in these streets, as I hurry up and find my notes, SmackDown's gonna be all right tonight. They previewed this is the season premiere of SmackDown. It's gonna be a lot of things. It's gonna be the first ever in ring meeting, unfortunately. Of Logan Paul and Roman Reigns. We have to get past that for Crown Jewel and blah, 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 blah. You guys know how I feel about that. I'm sorry. You can't have your 700-day-plus champion get into an actual wrestling match with a social media dude who's had two but matches. It, I just saw, and this is kind of off topic, but not really, um, the other Paul brother, brother is going against um, in a boxing match with um MMA fighter. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, with Anderson Silva? Yeah, that, like... I mean, kudos to them at like, I understand. Thank you, JD. And thank you, Kane. I understand the dislike for them, but the draw and how they're making things is like kudos to them for making it work. Because I think if they were terrible at boxing and wrestling, then they wouldn't be able to, you know, make this happen. So, um, you know, give them a little bit of, give them a flower for, you know, bringing some attention to stuff and yeah i, I mean we, we already went in extensively about crown jewel and, and logan paul and why it makes sense over there but you know continue i just want to give uh the other flowers it's dandelions those flowers are dead and rotten <laughs> anywho smackdown season premiere tonight and we might have a debut or re-debut or a return there we go that's the proper word in our queen your queen my queen 
possibly the new queen of the UK. They need to really settle that what's going on with that. Queen Zelina, Zelina Vega is set to return. There's been reports that they've seen her in Boston. So sorry, wrong woman's wrestler you've seen in Boston for a return. But it's Zelina Vega tonight in Boston. She's been added to the show. She has a new blonde look. We last seen her April 11th on Monday Night Raw against Bianca Belair. Just when she still had the Queen Zelina Kimmick uh, going on hanging with Carmella. She's been out with an injury. She had to get surgery. So she's going to be back. And there's rumors on the internet that our people LDF, yes, I'm talking about Legato Del Fantasma, will be making their debut on SmackDown tonight, sans Electra Lopez, but instead with Zelina Vega. So that's interesting. Um, Legato Del Fantasma will be debuting on SmackDown sans Electra Lopez, but with Zelina Vega instead, which I'm kind of like, yeah, is this a thing where you just kind of grouping all of them together? Like, what's going on with that? Like, you know, you, know, you, you, well, you can have Electra Lopez and Zelina Vega together if need be, but I don't think Zelina needs to be a part of this, does she? I, I, if I were her, I wouldn't want to be, but it depends on how how much how cleared she is for it, like to to work in the ring. So that 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 is dependent. Um, you know. She's been in the game for, you know, her, her, if you guys know her as Thea Trinidad, like she's been in the game for a long period of time and her relationship with Triple H and now Triple H is head of creative. So he might have, you know, some type of other idea. So, I, I mean, I, I think with this particular instance, it's more of a wait and see. I'm definitely not about people losing their jobs. So um, hopefully something will happen uh, that we all like that is a great storyline um, long-term versus just... TK, we're wrestling fans. We're not going to like this. We're going to talk about this and say, why isn't Electra with Legato Dan Fantasma? Why isn't she with them? Like, we just saw them all right off in the whip. The whole thing was kind of weird anyway because, you know, like... Uh, um, I almost called him something else. Santos Escobar lost the match to um to Tony D'Angelo and he had to leave. But then he kind of showed back up and he was like, you guys don't think I was going to leave without you guys, right? And then they just kind of left the family and the family's not looking for them for leaving their duties because they were, you know, the whole thing is that they had to join Tony D'Angelo and them. So, like, they kind of have to find a way to settle that store, I guess. They just decided to leave. So they all left together, but Electra Lopez doesn't show up. So did Electra Lopez get kidnapped by Tony D'Angelo or something and sent back to NXT? Like, how can we make this make some type of sense? And what does Zelina Vega, like, play into this? I think somebody mentioned that Zelina Vega back in her TNA days. Yes. yes with um, with uh, Mexican America when she was, like, Rosita and whatnot. I, I get that whole thing, but it's just like, why? Like, what's the... Like, how? Because the only thing we're going to talk about is where's Electra Lopez? We're not going to be hyped for the debut of LDF as Lena Whitney. We're going to say, where's Electra Lopez? You know what I mean? Think about how much we talked about Hit Row without Swerve. And we knew where the, and we knew where the hell Swerve was. That's <laughs> true. Swerve is going to be on later that night on a different channel at 10 p.m. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, I think it's one of those things that, like, is like, all right, if you're going to make this change, then I, I hope it's for good reason and it makes sense. And if you're just going to have Zelina there, who's who, who's your reigning queen of the ring? Why does the queen of the ring need to join a group? Why can't the group protect the queen? Like, right. why, like, like why, why can't, if you're going to do that angle, why can't that be that angle? And why can that, afford, uh, like, involve all four of them? So right. it's going to be yeah. interesting to see SmackDown tonight. 
And I do like Sammy's comment. That's actually an interesting take because women, the women's side does need more um, legit tag teams. I would want to see her and Electra um, to become women's tag team champions because um, I don't know how they would book Electra in the long run. So, I mean, again, uh, I'm not opposed to, pay. I, I'm, I don't want people to lose their jobs, but we are, on the flip side, that's a really great idea because we don't have enough women's tag teams, like legit women tag teams. So, um, but I also don't think Selena Vega wants to be part of a tag team long-term. She doesn't seem like a tag team girl. Um, so, you know, and we have Casey also saying the queen gimmick was meh. Yeah, I mean, it was You put something. some respect on La Reina. Put some respect <laughs> on La Reina. It was something. Um, so what else do we have? Yeah, uh, speaking of changes, uh, it was announced that there's going to be some changes in the commentary booth. Tonight, we're going to see the debut of Michael Cole and Wade Barrett, formerly of NXT. He's now going to join the blue brand. going to be a lot of changes, including on Monday Night Raw, where it's going to be Kevin Graves. Kevin Graves. That is Kevin Owens and Corey Graves. If they had a cousin, it would be Kevin Graves. And it would be Corey Graves and Kevin Patrick leading off with Byron Saxton moving over to join on NXT. So that means about that. Where's Jimmy Smith? Where's Jimmy Smith? Well, Jimmy Smith is um just one guy out of a job. He is no longer the lead play-by-play announcer for WWE Monday Night Raw. He came about um towards the end of the Thunderdome era. Remember, we had that Adnan Verk experience which was just kind of like not good and the verks cool dude good dude watch him on espn a lot but it just didn't work out unfortunately so jimmy smith was bought in and the thing about jimmy smith is like you almost didn't notice he was there you really had like no no beef with him you really had no quarrels with him and it was like wait could that have been the problem the whole time that like you just was kind of like oh word jimmy smith yeah, yeah, you know, Jimmy, even his name, Jimmy Smith. Ain't that some sausage? Anyway, uh, but Jimmy Smith was just kind of like there, right? He, he he didn't, he wasn't like Mike Adamley. You know what? I, I went 20 plus minutes without one, so <laughs> that's what she said. But uh, he he wasn't, he didn't like, you know, Mike Adamley it. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't Adnan Verk. He didn't disrespect the product. You just, he was just kind of there. And I feel like, right. you know, they wanted some changes. Well, Jimmy Smith spoke about this. Uh, he spoke on his series XM show and he said that he didn't expect it out of, he didn't expect it at all. Um, not in the least bit. And he spoke about it saying that essentially he kind of saw the writing on the wall in which he spoke with triple H and they were talking about a line that Matt Riddle was saying, and Triple H was trying to figure. I mean, and Jimmy Smith was trying to figure out how to say it and book it in. And, and, and Triple H was like, um, "Talk to Michael Cole about it." And it was like, "Wait a minute, what? Why would I talk to Michael Cole about it? Like, I don't on the oh, I'm not gonna be calling the show on Saturday, am I?" It kind of hit him. Like he got hit with the Batista thumbs up, thumbs down, uh, <laughs> and it was kind of like, oh. I'm not going to be here. And then uh, he found out on Tuesday that he will no longer be there. So he spoke about it and, uh, you know, that was that. But I thought it was really interesting because he also had another interview where he spoke about um, previously before he was laid off about Daniel Cormier. 
Daniel Cormier is going to be the referee for the big fight pit match between Riddle and Seth Rollins this Saturday at Extreme Rules. And he didn't necessarily put Daniel Cormier over, if you will. He spoke about Cormier's personality and not really knowing how Daniel Cormier relates to the match, which is the automatic Sim situation because right. we all saw that Daniel Cormier was at WrestleMania 31 when Seth Rollins defeated Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and cashed in his money in the bank contract to win the WWE Championship. And Daniel Cormier was in the, in the audience cheering for Seth. And Seth even alluded to that during this promo with Riddle. So it's one of those things like, are you really watching the product? Are you really understanding what's happening? Do you know what's going on? So I think yeah. that combined with a literary of other things, Triple H is like, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and go ahead and tap, you know, cut that and make that tap out. So everybody in the chat, will you guys miss Jimmy Smith? Are you excited about the chance, uh, about the changes? Are you excited that we're going to get Booker T on NXT and we get to see how Booker T is going to react to seeing Toxic Attraction, which I can't <laughs> wait for. But anyway, <laughs> let us know. Booker that. T is amazing. I, I do yeah. doing commentary. But um, JD has a good point. I mean, as far as I know, when I was looking through that, we don't have any women sitting at any of the desks not that i can see is there is there somebody that's at the desk or is it just they're all backstage they're all they're all doing backstage uh you know there's nobody really on on commentary i mean we haven't seen that since renee young was doing raw right. for those couple of months but um who knows if there's anybody even interested it seems that they're maybe setting up um kathy kelly to be in that because like they really like hyped her up like yeah, for like coming for coming back to raw. Yeah. But, but what though, right? She's doing backstage for raw, exactly. But like with the way they hired them, I was like, I, I wonder like what are they gonna do with that? And also what happens to um uh who was doing raw? Um Sarah, um Sarah Scheiber, I think it was, oh, or yeah, Sarah yeah, Scheiber. Yeah was doing raw and um you know that's gonna be a little interesting so she's gonna be doing raw um kathy kelly but yeah you're right it's just all dudes so yeah we're gonna have cole and barrett but again you got to remember that what happens to pat mcafee when football season's over does wade barrett leave the smackdown booth and go back to nxt or do we add McAfee back to smackdown and make smackdown a three-man booth it seems as if they want to have two-man booths for every show I prefer the three man though. I, I feel like you you need somebody who's um, neutral, and then you have you know the extremes on both sides uh, versus you know. Uh, although Michael Cole does a really good job, I, I I'm just more hung up with it. We need we need at least one woman commentator commentator there. Whether um, they want to do it or not, then find somebody who wants to do it and is also good at it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we'll we'll see. Um, but with um, Jimmy Smith, it's, I mean, you could also speak to this, Kane. If they're not talking to you about how good you are, especially in the entertainment industry, or they're not giving you notes on how to improve, they're just kind of radio silent. It's not a good look. That's when, scary. <laughs> yeah, that's when you have to be like, um, yeah, yeah. yeah like, you either need to start networking for the next move, or you need to, you know, flip the script, script, yeah. script flip the switch. And you know, just do so a different character, like figure figure out a new idea. 
Um, yeah, we said that in radio a lot. Like it's it's like if like I don't have an air check session coming up, if I'm like yo, if I gotta ask for an air check, I I, sh I should start polishing not. the resume. If like yeah, my PD is not coming to me, my program director's like, hey, we need an air check. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But when it's kind of been like weeks, I'm like, wait a second, you know what yes. I mean? Uh, that's a little that's a little tricky. But Jimmy Smith be okay, man. You know, uh, he's bigger to the MMA scene. He has two shows. I think he has one on Sirius XM. He and he does some other stuff with I think ESPN as well. So he'll be all right. We think. Jimmy Smith for his contributions to wrestling because he was a guy that, to his own, uh, you know, admission, hasn't watched wrestling in damn near thirty years and, and came in and I thought again he did really well. But when you think about Jimmy Smith, it was like, oh, he was just kind of there. Mm -hmm. And for something like Monday Night Raw, you, you know, the flagship program of WWE, you kind of need a little more than that. So I think this gives Corey Graves a little more opportunity to shine and Kevin Patrick. The ball's in your court, homie. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, we've never really had uh, a uh, non-American lead voice or non-American English voice, if you will. So it's going to be interesting to see what goes on with that and the dynamic between Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves. So big changes, season premieres for SmackDown, uh, Raw, and NXT coming up. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like I said... I've been saying for a couple of weeks, well, since Triple H has taken over, it's a new, it's a whole new world. So we'll see what's happening. Uh, it definitely gives us a lot of talk to talk about, whereas, you know, there've been times where news has been dry prior to Triple H, but you know, thanks uh, for uh, giving us all this, all this tea, Triple H. So uh, all this tea. Uh, speaking of T involving Triple H, TK, um, the other TK, the AEW version, uh, he has some very interesting quotes. He says that he thought Triple H and Stephanie McMahon were his friends. Hmm. Oh, somebody did get invited to the sandbox. What was the context? <coughs> <laughs> he goes looking sad right here. Clearly, I need a friend to give me some water. Um, TK spoke about how he was, you know, wanted to collaborate with WWE. However, he stated that he was no longer optimistic about this. He spoke to Ariel Helwani, who, again, is getting all the interviews on the Ariel mm -hmm. Helwani show. And he addressed the relationship with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, saying that he believed he was friends. Tony said, quote, I thought we were friends, actually. I think we used to be friends. Uh, I was not a competitor at all. I was in football. I haven't seen him in a long time, but I wish them the best. He continues, I'm a big wrestling fan. I have a lot of friends around. I'm also in Florida. They're in Florida. So it's a small world. So, And they were really nice to me, you know, once upon a time as a football owner. Totally different time. But, yeah, it's been a long time. Anthony Khan, good sir. These people is not your friends. <laughs> they were never your friends. They probably thought you was just some fan who watched the product and thanked you for watching the pro. Oh, no, that's exactly who you are, Tony Khan. You're a fan, my guy. This is the rest. This is cutthroat. You're talking to Stephanie McMahon, who will like, who basically put her father in a home and was just like, thanks, see you later, who grew up in the business. Way more ruthless than Shane McMahon could ever even fathom, and he effed around and found out. And then you got Triple H, who is a terrorizing figure in the business. See what I did there? Because terrorizing WCW. And this guy lived through the Monday Night Wars, bro. He literally had to, no, don't want that. 
that's right. You better buffer. Don't even worry about it. Ah, but he had to battle for his life. He was fighting for his life in the late nineties to defeat WCW. So it's one of those situations where like WWF, WWE, excuse me, took AEW seriously. Clear as that. They was like, Oh, you guys don't want major television off the rip. Okay. We got something here. We'll put the fisticuffs up. But, yeah, I mean, at that point, you're trying to put him out of business, bro. If I look like trying to be friends with somebody, trying to put me out of business. You think Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts have family reunions? <laughs> like, you think, oh, for That's the love of way. dough, we're going to be together. <laughs> it's not happening, bro. Like, it's going to be coffee throwing and all types of stuff. So, Tony Khan, learn. I, I think this, this is another thing with Tony Khan that he needs to understand that this is business, man. You're doing business this is not friendship here man this is business you can have working relationships but ultimately this is business and in business you cannot go out trying to be liked you have to do what's you know as triple h is definitely saying best for business hello my guy so send this statement kind of sees what's happening in aw with the inmates running the asylum and everybody beating each other up behind the stage and tony khan just kind of sitting there so come on tony do some business or get some people around you to be the goonies like vince had his goonies around him so maybe tony khan needs to get some goonies but they ain't yeah. your friends buddy yeah i think he uh you know how some people and i know people like this everybody they, everybody's their friend and it's like nah to me a, a friend is like you could call them or they can call you and ish gets done that's and you know maybe that's just you know my sports mentality as a sport with it but they were just because you saw them at events and you said hi and you know you guys may have like been to one or two parties together if you haven't been to their house or you know you you don't know um certain things about them then they're i don't i don't think they could be considered friends maybe i think he was losing it using it very loosely but again like you were saying too when he once he entered into the wrestling world and given the Correct. fact that like it's 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 kind of human nature. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, yeah. At this we, point, like, you, you a op, fam. Like, like you a op, Tony Khan. Like, I'm not gonna be here talking with you and laughing with you, fam. Like, come on. And what then happened? they 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 may mention that they're letting go of somebody, and now that other person's possibly on your show. Like, that's way too risky. That's like yeah. you, you just can't. That's not a. Not, I was I was actually doing um I'm in a business class right now and one of the instructors was like oh you and her you guys have similar businesses we can you guys can do a project together uh no we we can't uh, that's not happening <laughs> I don't know I don't know what world you thought you was in but this is that's not that's not the case um so yeah and and TK we're really gonna see how friendly Tony Khan is willing to bend over WWE with this Monday and the DX reunion okay. I bet not see Billy Gunn on WWE television. It bet not happen. In the same way that we saw RVD, who was signed to Impact, showing up on WWE television and all this whatnot. There is no talent exchange here. There's nothing happening. There is zero reason for Billy Gunn, daddy ass, to be on WWE television with the DX reunion. Sorry, it's just inside is we're gonna see four of them. One's gonna be missing. They're gonna make jokes, probably. Hey, didn't there used to be more of us? Road dog might say the new age outlaw with no S. And you know, there's a part that's supposed to be here. I don't know where it is, and they might do the scissor me, daddy ass in the crowd, whatever. But I bet not see Billy Gunn on Monday Night Raw on Monday. 
I bet not I mean, see it. It depends on what his check looks like. Uh, we have Casey in the chat <laughs> saying, Tony wants everybody to be his friend. We've seen examples of this uh, with wrestlers he has employed. And this, yeah, this is this is very, very true. There's a, there's a very fine line. Um, and he'll learn. He'll he'll learn one day or, or he'll learn today. Yeah, you're um, going to mess around and find out. Yeah. So what do, what do we have? What do we have? <laughs> Hornswoggle should dress up as Billy Gunn. I, I was hoping that Billy Gunn's first son, Dolph Ziggler, actually show up dressed as billy gunn you know what i mean but yeah tony khan triple h and stuff not friends the only con that triple h and stephanie <laughs> are friends with snake snake that that's it that's it that that's it speaking of people actually close to triple h gable stevenson or gable stevenson excuse me we've been wondering like where he at there's been reports that triple h kind of has like cooled off on him what's been going on with him we haven't seen it remember he's drafted to monday night raw you know, do not pass, go skip pass NXT, just straight the raw. Um, like me on prom night, straight the raw. Anyway, Gable Stevenson uh went back to school. He went back to Minnesota. Uh, we thought he retired, then he unretired, he came back for another year. What? No, that was no anyway. On prom night, bro, for real. That's <laughs> Did they not have problems in Toronto? Keep going. Keep going. Keep thing? Going. All right. Uh, we haven't seen him since WrestleMania 38. Of course, he was in that big angle involving American Alpha. Uh, we had Gable and Gable score off in the ring. Well, now we're going to figure out what exactly happened to Gable Stevenson and what has delayed his in-ring debut with WWE. And according to ESPN's Mike Coppinger, he says that Gable had Wolf parkinson white syndrome wpw syndrome wolf parkinson white i saw that and thought those was like the members of gallus or something but that's a real thing um they had to hold off on the procedure it involves the heart um they found out about the issue during tokyo's olympics um and they was getting second reviews from the doctors and it was after that that the team confirmation that he went to procedure for his heart. So he had to take some time off, get healthy. But now he is training full time mm -hmm. at the performance center. So health over wealth, get that done first. Uh, but we're very happy for Gable Stevenson to put his health first. And regardless of the fact, we hope that maybe this can set up something in which um, we see Gable Stevenson maybe team up with Damon Kemp who is his real-life brother, Bobby Stevenson, and they could take on the Creed brothers. Maybe they could find a way to, like, rehash Damon Kemp and say, I haven't been who I was the whole time. And a bunch of wrestling-ass brothers in NXT, they will absolutely sell. The but Stevenson the brothers thing. against the Creed brothers? Oh, yeah, you, give me that. You brought, you brought up his brother not too long ago. It might have been, like, the end of August or something when we were talking about uh, how he's going back to school. And so... If you because I'm trying to look for the article that we we kind of referenced. Was it be was it the article saying he was going back to school because of Triple H's decision, or did it just say he's not going to be part of? Well, it was his decision after he got signed to WWE with the whole NIL thing. He wanted to go back to Minnesota and complete one last year of collegiate wrestling, and he did. He did his thing there, and then he was supposed to report after WrestleMania 38. But we've been wondering where he was, but now we know the reason why because mm. of this WFW, I'm sorry, WPW, the Wolf Parkinson White syndrome. So, and it's like a serious thing, apparently. It causes a rapid heartbeat. It's like it's, it, it uses small burns or freezes to cause some scarring on the inside of the heart to try to like take care of it. So, like, you're dealing with some like real life stuff here. So, you know, I'm happy that he's okay, he's healthy. 
and now he can get into the ring to do what he does best. So, you know, hopefully and, we see Damon Kemp and, and um, Gable Stevenson team together. And then, so this will bring us to our next segment. Clues or draw. So now do you think how they rolled him out? So they brought him out in SummerSlam after the Olympics. They said that he was signing him. They said he was going straight to Raw. Um, you know, of course, the health reasons had him take a step back, just a mini step back. Now he's back in it. Do you think that was the right thing to do? Meaning that could they have just brought him out, SummerSlam, acknowledged like he's a wrestler, he won a medal, this is great. But all the in-between with the announcements, they could have left that out. And he could have been quietly training. We would have said that, that would have came on the news anyway. But he would have been training at the Performance Center with his brother. And then, you know, this, when he makes his debut, this is what they would, you know, reference back to. Oh, like a couple years ago, he was at SummerSlam, blah, blah, blah. Versus all the mini steps, all the mini reports, we're seeing him places, he's going back to school, he's not going back to school, all this other stuff. So do you think whoever was making those decision-making decisions as far as his, as his in-between career thus far where WWE is concerned, do you think it's a win because everybody's hype, do you think it's a, a lose where it's just like now you're putting too much hype because what he's not that good as a WWE wrestler, or do you think it's a draw? Like, well, we'll see what happens. I think it's a draw because I think it was too much too soon with him. There was too much murkiness. It was too cloudy to figure out when he was going to make his debut. If you go back to you know, strong man or amateur wrestlers turn into professional wrestlers. You go back to like Mark Henry, they like hyped him up in the Olympics. And then, you know, he was kind of done all of his previous obligations by the time mm -hmm. he got to WWE. When you saw with Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle was done with all of his amateur wrestling stuff before getting to WWE. Brock Lesnar was done with all his amateur wrestling before getting to WWE. So they were strictly down in Heartland in, in Kurt Angle's case, or they were in Ohio Valley in Brock Lesnar's case, getting the tutelage and learn how to become wrestlers on, you know, small market television in Kentucky or whatever the hell they were. And then by the time they got called to the main roster, they were ready. As a matter of fact, we never even saw Brock Lesnar until Brock Lesnar was TTG shouted, trained to go. Of course, we saw the Kurt Angle appear on Sunday Night Heat, where he, you know, belly to belly Tiger Ali sing from the audience and whatnot. And then he came back as the Olympic hero gimmick. But with Gable Stevenson, I think to kind of see the, matur the, the maturation process not within WWE, but kind of see him still wrestling amateur, but also with WWE. So mm -hmm. now you got to look like a legit badass, which he did. He went undefeated and won the 2022 uh, NCAA Wrestling Championship at 285. But it's just it's just stalled the WWE debut. You know what I mean? It makes like the hype for it goes away. We saw him at SummerSlam in 2021. And then, you know, okay, we never see him again. Then we see him at WrestleMania. Then we don't see him again. And of course, in between that, there's a wrestling thing. So it's just like I've been a hurry up and wait situation. So mm -hmm. a little bit of, of the hype has gone away a little bit. But I think now with this coming out and kind of understanding that, oh, okay, he was having like a serious medical problem with this WPW, then it goes from kind of like a loss of like hype to more like, oh, okay, I understand. It resets it. So now we're just kind of here again. So it's a draw and we're going to wait to see what happens from here. Right. But the thing is too, 
I'm kind of almost changing the rules of the game. The, the thing is, too, if they never made all those announcements and he went through that privately and then we see him pop back up and we have our reference point being the Olympics, SummerSlam, now he's here, I think the hype would have been even more. Um, but again, it all, it, 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 at the end of the day, there's two things I personally think that's going to determine um, how excited we get his mic skills and yeah. his wrestling skills. Like we know he can wrestle, but can he entertain wrestle? Um, so, and, but if he ha if his mic skills are phenomenal, he can, you know, that's a whole nother level. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm more anxious to see what that looks like opposed to any other announcements. If he can at least be his brother, we're okay. Because Damon Kemp has been amazing over the mm -hmm. last month or so since he really got away from Diamond Mine. He's like, oh, this guy can talk. He can cut a promo. And he's physical in the ring and is believable. Oh, yeah. If if he, if he So if Gable Stevenson can at least be his brother Bobby Stevenson, a.k.a. Damon Kemp, then we'll be just all right. So for now, it's a draw. And hopefully it becomes a win for WWE because they're comparing him to Brock Lesnar. So they're expecting big things out of him. So we're going to see what goes down the next year with Gable Stevenson. We are. And that brings us to, at the pull up the video. Heel of the day. All right. Oh my goodness, folks. Today's heel of the day. We're going to take it to basketball, bouncing balls. And apparently Draymond Green has been bouncing the head of his teammates, including Jordan Poole. It was reported by TMZ, ESPN, Yo Mama, Yo Mama, Yo Cousin, everybody that Draymond Green was involved in a scrap with Jordan Poole. And Draymond Green is one of the most emotional basketball players you have ever seen. He literally kicks dudes in the balls on the basketball court. Ask LeBron James. This happened. So the news came out, and then, of course, we had to wait for it, wait for it. And eventually, we got the video of the confrontation, and it is way worse than we ever thought. Jordan Poole has on the gray jersey right there with the hands on his hip, the light-skinned brother right there behind. Is that Juan Toscano Anderson? And somebody, but you see Steph over there, too. Draymond's walking up to, uh, <laughs> you know, get out my face, Poole. And then Poole pushes Draymond, and then what? Wow. He snuck my man, yo. Like, he stole off on my dude, bro. Come on, man. Like, like what? Oh, my goodness. Straight wow. up blocked my man in the jaw. Apparently, Draymond Green thinks he's behind the scenes in AEW. Just punching people in the face. Punching fellow employees in the face. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> no. No way. No, don't worry about it. Tony Khan saw that footage and signed Draymond Green to a contract immediately <laughs> and only suspended Jordan Poole. That's all he did, you know. So did we get any, um, any like has there been a release of like the reason? Because it looked like Jordan Poole like knew like uh this and what whatever the reason may be, it don't matter. There's no reason to be punching your teammates in the face. I don't care how, like, which, what you talk about. There's nothing that Jordan Poole could have said. You know what I mean? Like, like we've all played basketball. I've played ball, obviously not at NBA level, but we've been heated before. <laughs> and, 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 and it's like, 
you know, if if Draymond gonna walk up on somebody like that, and if Jordan mm-hmm. Poole would have stole off on Draymond, whatever. But Jordan Poole just like, hey man, get out my space. You know, you're you're close to my space. You're not Tom. You're not in my top eight. Get out of my space, Draymond Green says. Jordan Poole. That's exactly what happened. So just get away from me. And Draymond stole off of my man's. Now, Jordan Poole's not expecting for his veteran teammate to punch him in the face. You the OG. You're supposed to have more control of the situation, Draymond Green. But Draymond Green has always been a big-ass clown, dog. Like, it's not even a basketball game. You can see Draymond Green is foul for that. If I was them, I would dismiss him from the team, bro. Like, he got a fragile ego. Like, this guy thinks he's like Eddie Ruffin, but the whole time he's Otis. Steph, Steph Curry is, is is Eddie is 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 Eddie Ruffin, dog. You know well, what I mean? We're coming to see don't Steph. Know your reference, please fill people in the reference. Please. The Temptations, okay? And Draymond is tempted to think that he is more than what he is. That devil's talking to him, and it's like, bro, the Warriors could win without you, dog. Like you keep running people off. Why are you beefing with everybody wearing blue and yellow? You got the wrong ops, my guy. So Draymond is very. I mean, this is some this is some foul ish here, man. And I think the Warriors culture, like somebody needs to like really like check that dude about that. You know what I'm saying? I understand he's a big dude, but it's somebody bigger than you. They need to bring in somebody else to like check him. I mean, it won't be me, but I mean, this dude has so has shown like a pattern of like just like unsolicited violence of mm-hmm. towards like people and it's just like yo man that's lame dog and you can't apologize like you meant what you meant like you know oh, apologies mean nothing bro like he could have broke my guy's jaw like jordan pool's a very like fifth sixth man you like on the team is a very important piece of the team and y'all here trying to break jaws and shit come on bro like yeah. what type of like like what type of like senior beats up the freshman stuff is that like, come on, dog. That's lame. I know. That's in in lame. my mind, and I mean, I'm, I know Draymond Green has had some stories in the past, but it's like, I feel like for you, it was already premeditated. Like, the way he walked up to him, he already knew he already knew what he was going to do. So, uh, it, I, I just more, more the curiosity and more being nosy. Like, there has to be some reason for you to do that during practice with everybody around like it doesn't make any sense but with that being said uh draymond green heel of the day yeah um, i mean it's very clear that draymond green doesn't like water clearly because he doesn't like to be around the pool what else do we have one more story. That was good. It's good. Speaking of not wanting to be around anybody anymore, this McMahon, who has been just <laughs> yeeted out of the WWE, we're going to bring him back for WrestleMania, though, and induct him in the Hall of Fame and celebrate him. Allegedly. We've been we talk- don't know. We don't know. It hasn't been confirmed. Allegedly. 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 Listen, we've been talking about all these Vince McMahon movies and, and documentaries coming out, y'all, and it looks like there's going to be an official – documentary is going to come out tuesday october 18th it's going to be on vice it's a vince mcmahon documentary entitled nine lives and it's gonna um be airing uh uh on tuesday um excuse me it's gonna be airing tuesday 
And it's going to be the same night that Dynamite's actually going to be preempted and airing on a Tuesday. So we're going to get a little Tuesday night war uh, situation here. But it's going to be on there. Um, Vince McMahon is going to have his documentary October 18th on, on Vice. It's going to be a lead-in to the Tales from the Territory, which talks about Vern Gagne's AWA, which is the intellectual property that Vince McMahon's WWE now owns and also put out of business by taking all of his wrestlers. So it's kind of fitting that that's going to happen. But yeah, Vince gets his documentary, and I think this is what I'm saying. This is what starts the quick rehabilitation Thank you so long. Goodbye of this big man. We're going to see these documentaries. We're going to get nostalgia. We're going to get those feels. We're going to see everything. They're going to cover everything in the documentaries for sure. And it's going to start with this Vice one. And then there's the rumored Netflix one. And then mm-hmm. that's going to come out probably about February, March-ish, closer to WrestleMania season. We're going to induct Vince. Thank you, Vince. Yeet up out of here. See you later. So I think this starts at this time. I don't think he's going anywhere, but, you know, I might be wrong. Um, speaking of Tales of the Territories, I started, I actually tried to watch the first one, and the descriptions. About, about Memphis. Get, yeah, I couldn't even get through. It was too violent for me. I was like, wait, what? Oh, we're not doing this right now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I um, I don't know if I'm going to get through the series. I'm really glad we're not going to do an after show because I wouldn't be able to talk about it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's very bloody, and mm-hmm. uh, it just talks about what professional wrestling was then, and everything was just keeping up with kayfabe and, and keeping it up, man. Keeping it up. Yikes, yikes, yikes. All right, well, before we head out of here, because we have another show following, uh, where can everybody find you? Yeah, man, follow me on my Twitter at Kane McCoy, C-A-I-N-M-C-C-O-Y. Don't forget, y'all, Bound for Glories tonight. We got SmackDown, Extreme Rules this weekend, big weekend for professional wrestling. So, yeah, follow me at uh, Kane McCoy, man. And uh, like I've been saying, this month is Hispanic Heritage Month, so we have articles dropping every single day on www.talkpod.com. And with that being said, we also have a specialty show, WWT Presents, uh podcasting the latinx way with two nice. of our hosts um so that's coming up actually right after this show so just you know if you're on twitch just continue just watching twitch just, if you're not on way. yeah if you're on uh youtube is up there on our page so you can definitely check that out um also too you know if you have multiple screens um definitely check out the professor uh wait let me pull this up for you he he's also doing a live stream right now too one second. Here we go. I think I don't know why it's not playing. Oh, there we go. There you go. G Money Gerard. Let's get it. Yeah. Southern Honor so, Wrestling tonight. So definitely check that out. That's a live stream as well. So if you guys want that link, I could pop it in the chat for you guys too. Um, so we have a lot of things going on. Um, are we doing are we doing extreme rolls, King? Because I I mean I figure I might as well just ask you on here because you know we're here. Um, I like uh, are like you challenged me to a match at Extreme Rules. It's gonna be like a like an intergender Extreme Rules match. Is no, just the okay, just okay. are we doing an? Uh, an I was really after show. Uh yeah. tomorrow's Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 doing something on Saturday, <laughs> and maybe my are something you? is Extreme Rules post show. <laughs> but are you gonna um, have a a date for our new segment that we can debut on Monday? Leave <laughs> a review. 
Uh, I think I might be in these hen streets, actually. I, th- I think that's what we're supposed to be doing, like getting like dinner or lunch or dinner, something in between hand or something. But okay, uh, okay. we might jump on. Who, who knows? We gonna see. All right. Well, we may or may not have an after show for Extreme Rules. So definitely uh, check out all our social media, WW Talk, WW Talk Pod. All our social media will post stuff on there if we will be having an uh, uh, after show for Extreme Rules. If you're in New York City Comic Con, uh, our host Stephanie Hardy and Katrina, they're actually having a panel at Comic-Con in New York. So definitely go and check that out if you're in New York. Other than that, you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. WWT Live is here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It was a Friday. I know, right? Uh, Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern. Thank you guys so much for joining Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.